What is up, you beautiful creatures? Thank you and welcome again to episode number eight with my guest, uh, Elvin. You guys are going to love this podcast. It was a great having to finally uh, have him in my podcast. Uh, it's been um, really knowing him for such a long time, for about a year since I started at TS Fitness uh, and really bonding with him and really seeing him as a, as a person to look up to and just like really having him uh learn having myself learn from him so much and so much wisdom that he has given me is like it's it's just such an honor to have him in my podcast so i hope you guys like this um just a quick reminder if you guys have any questions for any of the guests that, that are or that have been in my podcast feel free to email me at unleashfit uh, at gmail.com or you can always follow me at unleashfit on instagram i'm very active there you can always dm me message me reach out if you have any questions concerns or even feedback on the way i do the podcast i'm always about growth so if you guys can give me constructive feedback i would appreciate it and love it um with that said i'm going to put you into the episode and i hope you guys enjoy it and i'll see you guys next week or you'll hear from me next week all right guys have a good one and enjoy the podcast What is up, everybody? Thank you and welcome to episode number eight of Alliance Pride. And I am a baffled um, to have him in my in my podcast. This is going to be a fun one. It is something that I've been looking forward to. And we've been trying for quite some time to do this one. Uh, if you hear some background noise, there is some construction going on. And again, I don't do my podcast in the studio. So we're going to be as loud as possible. Uh, not as too loud where you're, you're going to have to shut your radio off uh, or your headphones <laughs> off but I'm gonna be loud enough um, so a little bit of introduction for this man because this guy has so much history behind him it is uh, not even a joke this guy <laughs> this guy um, so I, I just want to introduce him uh, I've learned in, in all seriousness I have learned so much from him I think uh, I have asked him so many life questions <laughs> um, expecting him to know the answer because of how knowledgeable he is in terms of just life experience and it's crazy because it's like you know we rarely speak about fitness at all but uh we talk more about life itself and it's it's amazing how much i have learned from him and how much i got humble in terms of like a lot of things that i've gone through and especially since i met him uh so with all respect and everything i want to introduce him as uh El- as Elvin. Well, your name that is, is That Elvin. is my name. I am. <laughs> exactly. Elvin. What's your last name? James. James. Elvin James. Thanks for having me, though, Al. I appreciate no, it. No, no. It's The honor is mine because uh, we've been friends uh, for like a year now. Maybe a little longer than that. A little bit longer than mm-hmm. that, right? Mm-hmm. So I started here and uh, I met you at TS Fitness. For sure. And um, it was you, me, Lee. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> the, the crazy trio. <laughs> But I, I think the craziest one was Lee. Then I was second, yeah, and you yeah. were just like the calmest. Yeah, one. you know, I just chill. You know and what people I mean? People love that from you. I, that's who I am. I can't be nobody else. You know? Yeah, that's just yeah. Me. But we, we, you and I, I think got to know each other better when we went to Rhode Island with Noam for the Perform Better Summit. Oh yeah, right. I mean, we had to sleep in the same bed <laughs> together, bro. I, 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 I mean, 
no, no, not too much information there, but right, it was a little right. awkward that we had to, you know. Nah, for sure. For sure, but we got to <laughs> kick it and hang out. a lot from you, yeah, how you yeah. sleep. <laughs> like, all the pillows and shit, right? Yeah, you yeah. literally stole all the pillows off the room. You had known they didn't have a, a, a pillow to yeah. sleep in. Yeah, I love my pillows, man. I love my pillows. <laughs> and I was sleeping with my mouth guard. Oh, my God. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Unbelievable. Um, but, so I'm going to... I've never asked you all these questions. I never really sat down with you and really spoke about it. It was always about me. And I think I'm learning that in terms of how to listen to all this, other people's perspective and life stories and everything. Because, right. you know, a lonely child and everything, you always think about just yourself, yourself, yourself. And you just want to learn about you and nobody else. And the purpose of this podcast is me learning actually from everybody else. Right than myself and right. obviously the relation that I have with, with everything you learn. Right. So I'm gonna put you in the spot right now and really kinda like I want you to tell me like I mean don't tell me everything as in terms of like where you were born and everything. Right, but, right, but right. you know, where you were born in Bronx? I was born in Brooklyn. I was born in Brooklyn. I'm not assuming that you were born in Bronx. Oh, <laughs> but you did. But you look? just did, though. Born in the Bronx. <laughs> I was like, why in the uh -huh. Bronx, bro? No, I was born in Brooklyn um, in the mid-70s. Raised by two parents, you know what I mean? Uh, only child, just like you. Oh, really? You yeah. are? No yeah. brothers, no sisters? No brothers, no sisters. Wow. Yeah. yeah. When is your birthday again? July 29th. My birthday just passed a couple uh, yeah, weeks ago. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did say know. happy Did I say happy? I hope I did. You didn't say shit to me, bro. You never <laughs> say shit to me when it comes to my birthday. Nah. But yeah, everybody wished me happy birthday and everything. And um, like I said, you know, I grew up uh, right here in New York City. Uh, born in Brooklyn, raised in Manhattan. Um... It's a typical lifestyle, you know? Typical two-parent, family home. As a kid, I was, uh, I mean, I'm from the hood, so, you know, it's, it's a different kind of lifestyle. You know, I'm not from the suburbs or anything like that. But, so, when you say, like, you were from the hood. All right, so, when you, I'm going to say, completely, obviously, because I'm not from here. When you say the hood, just define yourself in terms of, like, how bad was it that you had to say the hood? Well... All right, so it's not as bad as people would like to make it out to be. Okay. Right? It's not like I... Because you tell me the hood, I'm picturing like people jumping off the buildings, well, I machine mean, guns everywhere. People, well, I mean, it's different from, from the hood you grew up in than the hood I grew yeah, up in, yeah, you know true, what I mean? Very you true. Know? So, um, but I mean, like I said, growing up in the projects is, is considered the hood, right? Or any place outside of New York, if you grow up in the hood, it's just a, a lower income uh, style of living, you know. But um, like I said, I had two parents. Both my parents worked, so I was Blue afforded. Style, like just regular jobs, or yes, regular jobs. So my dad worked prior to me being born and earlier in my life, and then after that, he kind of would have odd jobs here and there. However, my mother worked for the city, human resources. She kept a steady job okay. throughout my whole entire life, and I had two parents who had income, so that afforded me. That gave me. Uh, possibilities that a lot of my friends didn't have. Meaning that, like, I went to sleepaway camp every year. I was heavy into sports. I went to baseball camp. I went to basketball camp. Did you play football? I like, played. Did you try, like, all this? Were, were you that interested in, in sports because it was just part of that, what you liked? Or it was, was it something that 
your parents kind of like gave you that a little bit off? No, nah, it was just something that I grew up loving. I have two older cousins who are like my brothers who we all grew up together. My oldest cousin, his name is Dwayne, he was into sports and he would take me out and play baseball with me and basketball with me and football with me and things like that as a, as a small child, as a three, four, five-year-old child. And I just grew to love sports. So growing up, my right. parents recognized that in me and decided to allow me to play sports all year round whenever I could. Basketball in the fall, football in the winter, baseball all summer, things like that. Like I said, I went to baseball camp. Actually, um, right now, as we speak, they have, every year they have the Little League World Series, which is held in Williamsport, Pennsylvania. In Williamsport, Pennsylvania, they have a uh, baseball camp. Wow. And I went there as an 11 year, 12, 11 year old, 12 year old child to hone my skills, you know, get better you at it. You pay for that and everything, your parents were paying. Correct, my parents paid for that, right, exactly. Did you now, as being as the only child and everything, you were doing all those sports in school, you didn't get influence. I mean, everybody gets influence in terms of like knowing if you're with the wrong crowd or not. Right, um, right. Like, were you aware of it or were you, let's be honest, were you more aware of like my parents, my parents would find out they would kill me? Oh, no question about it. Being the only child, <laughs> being the only child, all of the focus is on you. Yeah. So it's like no older brother. Or right, exactly. I mean, I, I had never, I mean, I had to, I found ways to blame other people. <laughs> you, you have to. I had to. You have to. But, right, but right. it was so hard because it was actually like, you have to be the quarterback. That's, and you that's right. Come up with a game plan. That's as right. As bad as it sounds, but because you, I did something wrong that... I had two options, like take the blame or blame someone else that exactly. doesn't exist. Right, <laughs> right. Make up some invisible dude yeah, that was there. Like you were right. he just left. Right, I don't right. Know if he's coming back. Right. I mean, as a child, as a younger child, I, I basically stayed on a straight and narrow. Um, again, which coming, is good. Yeah, exactly. Having two parents who had incomes allowed me to do a lot of things. I took piano lessons. I took tennis lessons. I took tap I lessons. Know, I wouldn't. I did all this. Listen, you, man. You know how to play piano, though. I, I do, do not. Do. I do not. I but took it for a little to. while, yeah, and I didn't like it. You know what I mean? Just That's like I did OG, tap man. dancing. Same thing. You know what, what? I mean? Yeah. You listen, my mom was heavy on everything. You know what I mean? And she, awesome. she was just trying to keep me out of trouble because where we come from, if you have time, you'll find trouble as opposed to finding something productive exactly. and constructive to yeah. do. You know what I mean? It wasn't until later on into my mid-teens when I started to find the wrong crowd and trouble and things like that. You know what so I mean? So was it more just for the fact that, so as you were growing older, were you just more inclined of having more fun or just because you had a restriction, right? Because we find a way when we're being restricted from someone telling you, don't right. do this. Right, right. And right. you like, first of all, curiosity get, gets into our head. And no like, question. Why? Right, right. right. And, and, and I think that it's not the mistake. I think we all, I, my father, myself as a parent, you know, I'm trying to avoid that mistake if it's being asked to me and I say, no, don't right, do it. Right. I just tell them, try it, even though I know they're going to not like it. Mm -hmm. But at least they're not, not going to come at me and be like, hey, why? You know, you right. discovered it on your own and maybe they end up being good at it. Right, right. So, so as for me, what I realized is as a 15, 14 year old kid, it's the rebellious side of you that wants to do the things that you're not told that you're told not to do right yeah. so your parents tells you don't hang out with those kids so it's like well Why i could do whatever i want you know what i mean you know how old and were you when you started hanging out with the wrong crowd i would say i was about 16. 
wow. when I started hanging out with the wrong crowd. You know what okay. I mean? Like not. So I'm. I'm how old I'm, are you, by the way? Because I want the, I want the people to understand. I you know. <laughs> how old are you? I'm, I'm 43. I just 43. turned 43. Okay. Right. Um, so this is a, this is a long so, time ago yeah, we're talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, it's a very long time. <laughs> we're talking. I, I, I don't think cars existed Kiss back my then. Ass, <laughs> um, so like I said, you know, it's a long time ago. But I I realized like I started to hang out with the wrong crowd around that time. And basically, what it was was that the friends that I have that come from where I come from, when you come from where we come from, the worst, the last thing you want to be is different. So if everybody's doing the same thing, then you kind of want to be. It's, it's a dumb thing to say, but you kind of want to be like everybody else. You don't want to stand you out because you get, in. yes, exactly. You don't want to be made fun of for being different. And so I can relate to that. Exactly. I, mean, I had to fit in here. Right. I had to, you know, I didn't, not knowing the language was, I didn't fit in any group. Right. I only fit in with people that spoke the same language. And even then I felt like I didn't fit in. And right. And I needed to have, you know, their slang, meaning like I'm, Bolivian, South American, so different type of slang in mm -hmm. terms of what comes down to Spanish. A lot of people is like don't understand that like even though we speak the same language, there's right. a different type of slang for sure. per country. For sure, right. And being surrounded by just Mexicans, which was the clique that I could understand them, mm -hmm. I still didn't speak like them the way they speak. So they still saw me right. as an outline, like an outsider, know, like right. outsider. Because because you're not Mexican. Yeah. So they have Which their is culture. So weird. I'm like, dude, I speak the same language as you. But culturally it's different, yeah. you know? It's, it's different. different. And it was, it was and, and again, like, you know, and, and I felt left out. Mm -hmm. So I I know what it is to kinda like and right. then you gotta do some stupid shit. To fit in. To, to prove yourself. Either you gotta do something stupid. Right. Either you gotta start acting like that. You gotta do something that, you know, people are gonna look at you and be like, right. okay, right. you can fit in here because you because you did some, you know, something that is obviously. It's the dumbest shit ever. You know what, what I mean? What did you have to do to fit in? Or, or did you feel, when you feel, felt left, like left out, did you start having resentment or anger towards like, oh, you know, like my mom put me into all this and everything and none of these guys kind of like fit in into like any of my profile, what do I do? Well, uh, well because of you, mom, I don't fit in. Well, there's, there's no resentment, right? There's no resentment. What it is is that, to be perfectly honest, I had like two sets of friends. I had my friends that were the good kids that I would hang out with in school and play sports with. And I had the bad kids, the ones that I would hang out with on the weekends and smoke weed and shit. You know what I mean? Like, that's what it was. That's Wait, weed was. existed back then? <laughs> <laughs> how old you think I am, man? Yeah, so, you know, like, like that's, that was, that's how that went did for me. Did you get caught smoking weed, though? If I did. I did. I did. I got, I got caught smoking weed at about 16 years old. Well, on the act or just because you smelled like No, because I came home high as a kite. You know oh what I mean? And, right, right. Like I would like I would I was good for breaking curfew. I had a curfew. I wasn't one of those kids that was allowed to just stay out all night, right? So I had a curfew. It was probably like at 15 or 16 years I had to be home at 11 or 11:30. I could call my mom and ask if I could get a 15 20 minutes extra and she would always say no anyway. You know what I mean? So no, I mean every parent. Exactly, right. Just dude, call me and I'll let you like, hang out and my dad would give me 5 minutes to get home and I'm like, dude, like there's no Uber now. Exactly. Like, <laughs> I'm on the other side of town, to right? Exactly. It's like I don't care. Exactly. So um like I said, like um I would I, I I would come home. I would break curfew a lot. And because, you know, I was just a rebel. I just wanted to hang out with the wrong kids. And that would wind me up uh, on restriction. So meaning that 
I'm not allowed to go out for the next week. Let me ask, did they beat you up? I mean, I, every, I mean, like, my, I mean, my, like my get, grandfather beat me up. My dad never touched me. Right. But his voice was, like, enough for me to That's be all like, you needed, I, right, I, I right. Man. So yeah. my, my dad wasn't that way. It was my mom who was the enforcer, you know what uh, I mean? Of course the mom's right. always going right. to be the one that's right. whooping your ass. Right, so that's so I did, I did. I mean, as a kid, yeah, you know, you got beatings and shit, but it was nothing, like, I wasn't abused or anything like that. Yeah, it was, you know, no, disciplinary I mean, shit, yeah, I mean, you know what I mean? But I had, I had, I had more than enough space to run around and be a fuck up you know what I mean yeah. which was which was led to me doing dumb shit you know what I mean because I had my mom gave me more than enough space probably more than she should have that allowed me is that to, what you think now yes for sure no question no question did you take advantage of that did as you, far as, as so, so I mean now that you're thinking now as, a, as an adult you're like maybe she gave me too much leeway but as no a kid were you like Hell yeah. Well, I got all this leeway. Well, no, I didn't see it like that. I only saw it as like a small window. So because I only have this three or four hour window, I'm going to do all the dumb shit I can within this three or four hour window before right. I go home. You, you know what I mean? Sometimes like, Listen, right, the ones those four, four hours start, it's all right, bros. All right, so... Uh, what are we doing? <laughs> like, what, we gotta what, do this shit now. I, got I only got four, four hours. hours. That's right. That's you know what I mean? LFG. Yeah. yeah, but uh, exactly, exactly. <laughs> right now, let's do it. Right. But like I said, you know, growing up, growing up was fun. I had, I had more than enough fun. Like I said, I, I was able to go to sleepaway camps. I went to a camp uh, in Massachusetts, a sleepaway camp. We were there for 21 days. Ten of those days, we were on a. Uh, Canoe trip where you actually actually have to carry your canoes and you sleep in the woods. What? Where you camp, you walk from Massachusetts to Vermont. A lot of what? people that come from where I come from don't experience shit like this. Another seven of those days while we're there, we do a backpacking trip where you have your food and your pots and your pans in your backpack and you again walk across the state line from Massachusetts into Vermont. You know what I mean? So I was afforded a lot of different things that kids that come from where I come from couldn't even imagine, you know what I mean? Did you make be did you were you made fun of because of that? Oh Sometimes, no question. You know, like, no really? question. No really? question, for sure. I, I again I had two sets of friends. Now for me, I was able to to blend that well together. It it, it was it wasn't a job. It wasn't something that I had to think of to say, I'm gonna take this group of friends and this group of friends and try to make everybody Okay, you understand yeah. what I'm saying? Right, it, it came you just easily had to, to separate me. Because you were the middle ground. Exactly, but it had to be separated. You know what I mean? Because this side, the right side doesn't get along with the left yeah. side. It just, it just is what it is. Way. Right. And you knew that. Right. So, um, obviously, with one side, you, you kind of like experience more in terms of. So, you've seen the bad side. No question. So, so in other words, because sometimes, I mean, I, I had the same thing. Mm -hmm. I had the same thing. I had friends where. I broke the law many times. I will go into. I mean, I I stole when I was a kid, you know. Right. And and, and right. I found the rush of like fun. And mm -hmm. like, we were kids, mm -hmm. you know. Now I think it. I'm not proud of it, but like you know, over there we have buses over there that they carry their cash out there. Not okay. like here you have Metro cards. Okay. You know they'll carry their cash, and while they're having lunch, me and my friends will go and just like steal those coins and take it to the arcade. Right. Right. right? And, and obviously there is a rush, and in and, and countries like that, you like, it, it is, you get caught, you're gonna get beat that. Forget hell about it. Right. So there's a, a different type of rush as a kid, but I seen that side. Right. And as much as I kind of like had fun with it, and I really did, mm -hmm. because no one was getting hurt, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Right. No, until until someone gets hurt, that's when you're like, oh shit. It's no fun in games right. no more, right? So. Um, 
were you in that same type of situation where you're like, okay, now this is going a little bit now too much where now it's, I don't think, I don't think I want to do that. And did you back out where you were like, you know what, guys, I'm sorry, like you guys can go on. So, so as, as, as a 15 year old, I got into some trouble, some heavy trouble where uh, I was arrested and had to go back and forth to court. And we were, me and a friend of mine who I was arrested with, were the first juveniles to appear in New York Supreme Court, Manhattan Supreme Court. What? Yeah, it's not something that, you know what I mean? I mean, it's not something you want to be proud of. Right, because because of the severity of the case, we were the first teenagers to appear in Manhattan Supreme Court. So... Because of that, the judge that we had was very lenient. You know, our parents showed up with us all the time. We come from, again, he and I both come from two-parent homes. And it, and it was understood that we were two kids that made the biggest mistakes of our lives. And he's going to give us a chance. You know what I mean? So, so we, he and I, he's still my best friend to this day. We backed oh, really? off. Yeah. Okay. We, we backed off from that, from that lifestyle because it just wasn't. It's not something that you like do, it's, and it's not where we come from. Scary. You know what I mean? Well, right. Not only that, it's scary. You know, it's a scary thought when you when you hit that rock bottom real quick. It's right. You're like, okay, because you can still make that decision, even though your parents say no, whatever. Right. right. You, you have still the power of making that decision of like, okay, um, I kind of like this lifestyle, so I'm gonna stick with it. Right. Or I never want to do this again. Right, and like you said, when somebody gets hurt, and that's when it's not fun and games anymore, yeah. you know what I mean? So, like, you have to be conscious of the things that you're doing and, and aware of, like, someone got hurt, you know what I mean? And this is not this is not who I am, this is not who I want to be, you know? And going forward, you have to, you, I made the decision that I'm going to try to, you know, obviously be a and better person. And that's the most powerful thing. Because your parents didn't make the decision. I mean, they were gonna make the decision for you regardless, right? right? Because that's their job as as parents, right? right? We we tell you no because you're under my roof, under my rules, exactly. Whatever it is, but you're being forced to do something like right. that, right? And sometimes when you're being forced to do something that you don't like, mm-hmm. most likely you're either gonna resent that per, that person, you're gonna resent the situation, you're gonna right. be angry about it, right? And you're not going to love the decision that that other people make, right? You. Because it was made for you, right? Right. But if you sit there and you say, you know what? I want to do that that alleviates anybody from saying anything to you exactly because you're the one making that decision exactly and that is more powerful than just someone else making it for in, you. in any time of life as a child as an adult right yeah. as we very well know when you make a decision when you make your mind up to say I'm going to do this or I'm not going to do that there's nothing or anyone that can stop you yeah. from doing what it is that you say you are going or, or not going to do, right? So again, that was the decision that I made. So like you said, how old were you when this happened? I was 15 when this happened, and that kind of, like I said, not even kind of that 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 reset me, set me right back on the path where I should have been. Back, you know, hanging out with the people I should be, playing sports so, so and things like that. Right? Did. Exactly. You know now, what I mean? Uh, what was your aspiration as in like transitioning to high school now to like? college now well so so I didn't go to college what what I did do from no I didn't from from in high school my aspirations were to be a baseball player I was really good as a baseball player uh, as a child so forth and so on and like I said I went to baseball camp and all of those things so I was an athlete I played all sports so growing up I wanted to be an athlete I wanted to play baseball baseball was a sport that I thought I was best at 
going along as I got to be about 17 or 18 years old, 17 years old, my mom was diagnosed with cancer, with breast cancer. So when she was diagnosed with cancer, like we're still, you know, living here. I was living in the Bronx where you thought I was born at, which I wasn't, <laughs> right? I was living in the Bronx with her. We had moved from Manhattan to the Bronx and she was not home as often because she was in and out of the hospital right. doing chemotherapy and things like that. So from the age of 17 all the way up until like right before my 19th birthday, I kind of was on my own. I kind of basically lived how, on how my own. How do you feel how, I mean, I know it's a, it's a very touchy situation. I never, you know, I can't really say I experienced that someone having to go like right. cancer or whatever, but as a kid, as a young kid, and you know that, you know that your mom was kind of like, She's my everything. Your, your everything to right. you, your pillar. She, right. she made you most of the decisions and everything, what she wanted from you. Right. Um, I mean, it must have been the toughest, some of the toughest days. No question about it. I mean, I tried my best to block it out. You know what I mean? Like, I would go visit her in the hospital every other day. So, in high school, I had a job. So, I worked as the front desk uh, person at a small hotel. And then, so from school, I would go to work. From work, I go to the hospital. And then from the hospital, I go home and repeat this every day, every day. And she would be in the hospital for... Two to three months at a time. But she wanted you to just keep on going. For sure, for sure, right. Like, the last thing she wanted me to do, right, exactly, was to be thinking that, you know, she wasn't going to be here for me anymore or for herself, really. But, like, for me, my way of thinking is that she wouldn't be here for me because she was all I had. My dad was always there, but we he was never the person that my mom was for me, right? So like I said, between the age of 17 and 19, I'm basically on my own. I'm getting up, I'm feeding myself, going to work, so forth and so on, visiting her in the hospital. Uh, about um, two weeks, today is August 18th? 19th. 19th, wow. Today will mark 25 years from the day my mother passed away. Wow. How 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 wild is that? That we've been trying to do this uh, this podcast, right? And, and, then, and it happens today. on this day, oh, right? Right. So it marked twenty five years from the day that my mother passed away. And what were you August, doing on that day? Like I was, I was actually on my way. I didn't have to be to work. I wasn't in school. School is out. I was finishing up my last right. year of school. I was on my way, getting ready for work to go to work and. My grandmother was visiting my mother in the hospital, and she called me up and said, um, <clears throat> well, we're going to come get you to bring you to the hospital. And then she hung up, and then my grandfather called me like two minutes later, and he just told me, like, your mother passed away, you know what I mean? So, like, passed it didn't word. even, yeah, it, it, it didn't even, like, I didn't even really feel, and like, it didn't register to me, you know what I mean? It did not register to I mean, me. I, I don't, I just, I mean... It must. I, it gives me goosebumps because I got the same phone call when my grandfather passed away, and right. he was my everything to me. Right. My, both of my grandparents. Right. You know, uh, I mean, at least you were able to go. I mean, so no. continue. No, 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 no. Say whatever. This is like, like, well, because you know, I wasn't able to go back to my country. Right. You, know, you, you right. were able to. to right. Right. So you know, no, that I'm yes. A you want to? And you're like, uh, but getting a phone call, like, all right. Gonna go. Right, because you need that closure. So I understand what you're yeah. saying. For me, I was able to, like you say, go and have the closure as far as you know, being at a funeral and going to a wake and so forth and so on and burials and things like that. For you, like you're saying, two of the people who raised you, who were most you know important in your life, that happened while you were in America, and you're not able to go back to your country just to have that closure. So 
the way that you deal with it is different. It's different. Oh, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, yeah, you like, need that. Just, like, you know, you can't even say anything. Like, you can't even say, I'm sorry. No. Right. And I, and I didn't even have the chance to say thank you to them. You know, sometimes, and we don't we don't appreciate those moments. Oh, no. And you know what? No. Until this day, I, right. I do that too. Like, when I talk to my aunt, and my aunt is trying to, she's like my mom to me. Right. And she's like, come and visit me, come in and this. And I, I am an asshole sometimes. I'm like, I'll just, I'll call you whenever I can. Right, right. And when something happens, I'm like, I feel like a dick. Exactly. Because you know, you know that you should have, and you could have yeah. made a call earlier in the week or something like that, just to make sure everybody's all right. But we get so caught up in the shit that we're doing that that's, I mean, the things we're doing are important, but when those people aren't here for us anymore, then we realize there's a bigger picture that things are way more important, you know what I mean? So like I'm saying, for me, I had that closure. I feel yeah, bad for man. you because nah, you wasn't able to have that, you shit know what happens. I mean? Yeah, you know, shit happens, and you have to go on. You just gotta, Life goes on. I mean, you know, take it two weeks, and you just, you have to, unfortunately, like. Right, right. Life moves on, man. It's true, time, it's true. Time and life are the most ruthless things in life because. <laughs> they wait for no one. They wait for no, nothing. Oh, something bad happened. Let's stop the entire world just for you. You wish. It doesn't work that right, way. You wish. And a right, lot of people right. think that way. It's like, no. Right. Cry it out. Be like this. Time goes on. And mm-hmm. then by the time you realize that you want to move on, six years have gone by. What have you done? You wake up years? and exactly, you're in the same place and people have moved on. And you're yeah. like, damn. Yeah. I have friends that passed away and I think about it and like, I do think about them, but I'm like, all right, five minutes, you know. You got to move on. This is my first to you, and right. I got I to keep on doing what I It might do. sound fucked up, but you have to move on. Yeah, you do, because is, you can't the, stay stuck in the same place. And what happened after that? So, like, so. So, after that. Did you decide there? I said, all right, so, like, because, obviously, this was you entering your last year of high school. Correct. And in that last year of high school, were you just turned off? Were you just like, fuck it, I don't want to do I was, I was, I was in a whole college. other world, yeah, exactly. Man. I didn't, I actually did not even finish high school. No way. So what happened was, I, I moved, I moved, I moved upstate with, with my aunt, right? I moved upstate with my aunt because she, she was, she was going to be the person who was going to help me to finish high school. And it was clear to my family that this devastating thing that happened to me, I wasn't gonna be able to go along on my own, you know. So, so I needed some support. You your wheels for a little. Exactly. For right. Exactly. That's the perfect way to say it. That's the perfect way to say it. And like so, and and like the will to live, to just do anything was was taken away from me. I didn't I didn't want to do anything anymore. So I tried. You know, I went through the motions. Like I said, so I moved from the Bronx to. Dutchess County, which is upstate New York, not too far from here. It's about an hour and a half driving. It's uh, I was living in Beacon, New York, and I signed up for high school, and I got a little car and everything because up there, you know, it's not like the city where you have to you have to have a car. You yeah. can't take the bus and shit like that, things like that. So, um, and I'm going through the motions. I'm going to high school, but I'm not feeling it, right? So every chance I get, I'm in the city. I take my car. I'm not going to school. I'm in the city, hanging out where with my friends, running which around doing dumb shit. Where you hanging out? Which friends you think? Not the ones that were doing anything because productive. I think, well, I think because it reminded you of your mom. Right. You understand what I'm saying? It, 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 so you it, went the opposite of anything that reminded you of your mom. There you go. Which was all the positive things. Uh, yo, you were as a kid, <laughs> we're so fucking stupid. You know what I mean? We think we know That's everything. That's what you want. But it didn't. It didn't. It didn't work like Please that don't for tell me. You got and into it, more trouble. And unfortunately, yeah, like uh, like man. my life went 
It didn't go up, it went down. Now the one thing that I can say, or two things that I can say that happened to me that were positive after that were the birth of my children, right? So how my, old were you when you had them? My, my first daughter, my first child, who's my daughter, was born when I was 20. Wow. She's born on my 20th birthday, so I'm gonna tell you a quick little story. I remember saying to my mom when I was 13, when I'm 20 years old, I'm gonna have a baby. And she's like, you ain't having no baby when you're 20 years old, what the hell are you talking about? No. She said, I said, I'm having a baby, why not? That's too young to have a baby. She says to me, over my dead body, are you having a baby? <laughs> I kid you not, I swear oh to God. God so she dies when I, two weeks after my 19th birthday and my daughter's born on my 20th birthday. You know what I mean? So, you know, the things that we put out in the universe are do real. People, do, you, do you see resemblance of your grand, like your mom and 100%. your daughter? 100%. She has her attitude. She has her body shape. She has everything. Everything. It's, 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 she is the rebirth. Your mom is probably like, hey, you know what? Let me come back as your daughter. <laughs> and and fuck I'm, with your ass. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Right, you know right. What? Like, you know right. what? I'm dead already. So it's like, let me come back. Exactly. Exactly. And so I, like I, I said. Like to think that way because it's it's even though sometimes it's like oh that's not realistic it's not about the realism is right it? right but it gives it gives your mind that break of life just like oh my god right right and in um, spirit you need yeah. that you know what i mean you need that you know what i mean so 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 no college for you you started no college for work right and right um so what did you start working? So for how long you started working? What were you I working did on? odd jobs here and there. I worked in Blockbuster. Do you even remember Blockbuster? Oh my God. Huh? Dude, me and my dad would go to Blockbuster, bro. <laughs> Let me tell you something. My dad would pick movies that we never even heard of. Right. He would come out with like 17 movies. By the end of like the week, he would be done with all those movies. And it was just like, that was our Netflix. That, that's, that was our Netflix. You're damn right. Netflix. That's but right. We like just like, you that's know, right. go... Balls deep, like they say. That's how you do it. That's yeah. how you do it. My, my, my dad, yeah. Oh my and they God. were so cheap. You could rent a movie for like ninety nine cents or a dollar twenty nine oh, yeah. or some shit like oh, that. Yeah. You know what I mean? It so was, was, you know, it was it was dope. It was that dope. Was, it was off. Our and it was sold out. Like every movie would come out on Tuesday. Right, right. Now they come out on Thursday. Right, like two right. Weeks before you even come out. I'm right. Like, you, you you wait for the movie to be on iTunes two weeks after it's been on theaters. So exactly. What's the purpose of going to theaters? It, right, right. You don't even have to do that. Right. So yeah, don't let don't make don't make me angry. About what you're doing <laughs> now, man. So so you were working at Blockbuster. So you're getting as you were getting older. Right. I worked at Blockbuster. No aspirations of fitness. You had no aspirations of anything. You didn't you didn't have a goal. So nah, baseball man. went out the window. Everything went out the window. And yeah, man. What, what was your purpose? What did you What do you think your purpose was? So, so luckily for me, my daughter being born gave me purpose. Made me understand that I still have to go on and I still have to be somewhat of a productive individual. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so I still had to make sure that I just wasn't just flying around in the wind doing a bunch of bullshit, getting in trouble all the time, so forth and so on. I'm still a young man now, mind you. Like I said, I'm 20 when my daughter's born, you know, so I'm working and um, no high school, didn't finish high school, have no aspirations of college. Um, after Blockbuster, I then got a job with a friend of mine who painted buildings. So I'm painting buildings now, like fucking old tenement buildings in the Bronx and shit with a stupid long rod to paint the ceilings and shit like that. But this is what I'm doing because I have to make you money. Just needed, you just needed money. I you just, just right. didn't really care about anything else. There was nothing, right, exactly. There were no thoughts of any type of goal. When, aspirations. None. When did the purpose, because you are, I mean, hands down, like you, you were one of the most calmest coaches and you, I can say probably you know, you know your stuff in terms of that and, and I feel like 
you have found your ground in terms of like with the fitness world and yes. everything. What, yes. What what made you transition to what you were doing since you you really didn't besides just your daughter? So I so I I began I became overweight, right? Yeah. Which was which for me was totally you know to the left. That's that's not who I was. I was always in shape. I always played sports, like I told you, yeah. so forth and so on. Even after my children were born, I still played with the guys a little bit, a little basketball here and there in the neighborhood, so forth and so on. And I, I, I was always a slim guy, so I was never overweight. Um, I would say around, by the time I turned about like 30 or 31, I could start to see my body start to change and I'm getting fat because I'm not doing anything. I'm just eating yeah. bullshit all day, drinking two liters of soda, things like that, and, you know, just not doing anything. Your and your lifestyle was very sedentary. My so lifestyle yeah. was extremely sedentary, right. You understand yeah. what I'm saying? I get up, I go to work, I'm doing whatever I'm doing, and I come home, and I'm just eating, I'm not doing anything. And, and I'm not feeling fulfilled in life. I'm, I'm, I'm starting to come out of my haze, but I'm still not feeling fulfilled in life. Like, I don't have any purpose. So what happens for me is, I start to go outside and I start to work out, like, you know, like calisthenics, just go yeah. out, pull-ups, push-ups, uh, dips, shit like that, you know what I mean? And just getting my body in shape, getting getting my mind right more than anything else. Did you feel good working out? I did. did it felt great. Positive. I felt great. Like, I started to run. I got a Planet Fitness uh, membership, you know what I mean? Planet who? Planet okay. Fitness, yeah. you know what I mean? And, hey, listen, um, you got to start somewhere. You, I tell everybody, exactly. hey, listen, even if it's a Planet Fitness and everything, you're taking that first step. Yes. And that's it. Yes. Now, if you stay there for like forever and you just keep on doing the same thing, then that's different. Right, right. Because you're not progressing. Yeah. Right. You know what I mean? We don't need to progress. So, like I said, so I'm, I'm running, doing my treadmill runs and shit like that. I'm not really doing any weight training at all. I'm just focusing on like trying to lose weight, not understanding the science of the body and all of the stuff that you don't have to do cardio in order to lose weight and burn fat. So forth and so on, whatever. But I'm just trying to get my mind right, get my body back to some place where I felt comfortable. So what I did was, as while I'm still in this transition period, is I get back with all the guys that I grew up with. They still play softball, they still play basketball. So this gets me back into the social yeah. scene, right? Feeling like a normal person again, so forth and so on. And um, so I was at home one day and I'm watching TV and uh, commercial comes on. It says, do you think that you can, um, is, is is personal training uh, the, the lifestyle for you? No, like, man. Don't tell me you became a personal trainer because you were watching an ad. Listen, man. I, I've always was been it, was athletic. Was it because you saw a guy with a six-pack? You're like, I want those six-pack. I think it was you. It might have been you. It might have been you. Um, and, they're like, and they're like, you know, you can come in and give us a call. It's... The commercial, the ad was for Swedish Institute, which luckily for me was like five minutes walk from my home. Right. You know what I mean? So I'm like, oh shit, you know what? I'll try this. I call, you know, just to give it a call, see what happens. Literally 15 minutes later, they call me back. Oh, you can come in for an interview. You know, you never think anything yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I'm like, all right, cool, whatever, whatever. I go take the interview. They make you take a small test, whatever. I pass the test. And from there, it was like, okay, like, you know, maybe this is something that I can do. Let me take a step back. Growing up, playing sports, I have always been the guy on the team that my teammates would come to, y'all wanna practice. Yo, you're better at this than me, can you help me with that? So forth and so on. So I've always kind of been a coach anyway. 
You just didn't know. Exactly. Right. I, I had no idea. I just thought I was being a good teammate. You know yeah. what I mean? Come on, let's stay after practice and shoot some free throws. Oh, let's play one on one. I want you to hit ground balls to me, so forth and so on. These are the things that, that as yeah, a 13, 14 does. year old, yeah. right, exactly, I was doing, but not understanding. Right, right, exactly. You know what I mean? So when I get to Swedish Institute, I'm starting to put these things together and realize, oh shit, this is what I've been doing all my life for the most part, you know, I'm being that for people and I'm pretty good at it, because right? Because you, you know what I mean? You were, you were fitting in real simple. You, like it was. It was, was not forced. Exactly. Like, it was like a perfect puzzle. There you go. Piece. One hundred percent. To finish that puzzle. One hundred percent. That 100%. you know you just didn't know, and it just took you a million years. Yeah. Yeah. It did. It did. It did. It took a long time for me to realize. But you know. How satisfying was it to find the one thing that you actually like, and you don't feel forced. You don't feel. You don't feel where like, oh man, you know, we all have that, oh, I gotta go to work. Right. That mentality. And you know, I see that every time I take the train. Yes. At five o'clock in the morning. Everybody looks at me like, how do you do at five o'clock in the morning? I'm happy waking up at five o'clock in the morning. Right. Like I'm on the train, I'm motivated, I'm ready to go. Right. You see people like with faces like, don't talk to me, don't look at me. Forget I am hating where I'm going. Exactly. Or I just drank so much this past weekend. And, right, and right. And now I'm back to reality. Right, right. And for me, sometimes that's not the lifestyle I want. And I respect everybody's lifestyle. Sure. But I'd rather be happy what I do every day consistently. Right, right. Than just be like, you know, and we all get a struggle. Listen, this is not an easy career. Let me just say that. No way, no how. This is not an easy career. It is a constant, constant hustle. Right. Okay? That's right. I tell that to everybody. That's right. Right now, we're doing this interview. We're not getting paid for this. <laughs> exactly. We're not on salary like right. that, right? Right. So our hustle is 24-7. Our product is ourselves. Yep. We're not selling a TV, which it's easier, I think, than the selling The TV sells itself, right. Exactly. Right? We have to so sell, right. It, it, it is a really, really, it, you have to be made for it. For sure. Right? For and, sure. But I also seen people that they're not made for it, and they're actually really good at selling. Right. But they're right. not really good at what they do. Right, their, their people <laughs> skills aren't as good. Yeah, right, I'm they like, can sell, bro. you know, anything. Yeah, right. have like 100 clients. I'm like, how? And then I see them train. I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> how do you train this people? So, again, you find everything in every single career. Right, you do. right. But I tell that to everybody because I see a lot of people like, I want to be a trainer. I'm like, ah, ha, ha, wait a minute. There's a lot more to training. Know why you want to be exactly. a trainer. Exactly, exactly. Right? Yes. Uh, so, so, when you went to uh, Swedish uh, Institute and everything, uh, how'd you end up in TS? So the dean at Swedish Institute is a man named uh, Vincent, Vince Metzo. Vincent knows Noam, who's the owner of TS Fitness, through a kettlebell concepts, a kettlebell class from what I understand. So because Noam is a business owner and because Vincent is the dean of the personal training program at Swedish Institute, he set up they set up a internship par uh, partnership between them where, so as students, once you get to your fifth semester, when you're in the degree program, which I got a degree and my associate's degree in personal training, um, what you have to do is you have to get 55 or 60 hours, if I'm correct, of in-gym uh, training. Hands-on, like, yeah, yeah. Hands-on training, exactly, right. So 
they give us a list of you know these places that we can go to. I went to one place that one of the people that I knew from the prior semester had went to. And when I went there, they were like, oh, we're not taking any of the personal trainers right now. So I'm like, oh shit, what's gonna happen now? You know what I mean? Like, you know, I, I wasn't, I still wasn't as sure of myself as a student coming out of Swedish Institute as I am now as a personal trainer, which is understandable. So what I did was I went to the, I checked out Noam. I gave Noam a call and uh, he came, he had me come in for an interview. I guess he liked me. And he said, I'm going to keep you on for about two weeks doing our on, excuse me, for about... Onboard. Do our onboarding. But it wasn't two weeks then. It was probably like six weeks then. Right. right? So um, I'm here and I'm taking notes and, you know, I'm being who I am and taking in as much information as I can. Doing the best that I can to learn and apply at the same time. Yeah. Um, after six weeks, he hired me. And three years later, I'm still here. You know what I, I mean? How, how'd you feel? How'd you feel though? Did you feel confident? You felt like you weren't forcing anything, everything that you were learning? I didn't feel confident because the practical part of the program at Swedish Institute can, it, it does nothing for you. I don't want to say it does nothing for you, but it doesn't set you up to make you understand training in the real world. The science part of it, all yeah. of that is the greatest, is probably the greatest institution, the, the best place I could have gone because they give you all of the information that you need yeah, as far program. as, right, exactly, understanding VO2 max and so forth and so on, all of the science part this of it. When you deal with someone that doesn't know shit, that's when the, that's, that's really, you can, you can, you can give them the science of how they were created. But right, like, that ah, doesn't do anything ah, for them. That means nothing so to them. So how right. are you going to change my body fat? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Right. So I'm, I'm writing down a, a fucking equation and they're like, yeah, what does that like, mean? You know what I mean? Give a shit. So being here, learning under Noam. At that time, Noam had four other trainers. There was a guy named Rob here. There was a woman named Caitlin here. A woman named Giselle. And... They sound like models. <laughs> they, they look like models, bro. I'm telling you, I was, and it was, it was, it was a life changing thing. It was a life changing thing because I, it made me understand that schooling is great, but the practical part, like I'm saying, of training, dealing with people one on one, and and having to train four and five people at a time, which is something that they don't train you to do at yeah. at the Swedish Institute, was a learning process. I learned everything that. I say 90% of the stuff that I know now as a trainer was learned yeah. here TS. at TS, right, yeah. exactly, through Noam and all of the other trainers that came in and out. I would just bounce questions off people. And, I'm, you know, I'm one that asks questions. I, I'm, not, yeah. I'm not afraid to ask a question like a lot of people are afraid to ask questions because they think that it may make them look like they don't know, but nobody knows everything. And the only way you learn is by asking questions. I was yeah. taught that early on in my life. And um, like I said, this, is, this was probably the best place for me to learn. And, and how, you, how satisfying it is for you because I mean this is something we're going to touch up I think the second time you come around mm -hmm. uh, on the second episode uh, second season I would say but like uh, I think we'll involve a little bit just two minutes I know that you transition from regular foodie into you even change your eating habits to being vegan now yes. right? how long have you been vegan now? I've been vegan I've been vegan for I stopped eating meat 10 years ago Jesus. I've been vegan for six years six years yes exactly <sighs> okay well, how do you like it? <laughs> yeah. do you like it yeah, I love it it works for me I, I feel and light that's the key word it, it works for me that's it that's right everything's not for everybody yeah. it works for me 
But no, you don't, don't go around. And I don't push people, this on nobody. Like, no. VV and VV. No. Okay. Not at all. Because if you were to be on this podcast right now, I don't think I would want to even find you here. You're that type of person. No. Right. But you can't push your shit on people. Like nobody wants that. You just you know you walk up to people and say you gotta lift a hundred pounds every. No, that's not. I do all the time. Well, like that's for you. That works for you. You know what I mean? Right. You can't. You know that doesn't work for everybody. Everybody has different goals and a different lifestyle and different body types and so forth and so on. Weight training is good for everyone. Yes, it is, but a certain type of training is different for everybody, you know? But you also did it because of your wife, right? I did it because of myself, because of all of the people around me who were unhealthy. And I did not want to be an unhealthy person. So what I have done is I... I am that person with her, though. I am. You got to be vegan, be vegan, be vegan. But She's not vegan, that, though, right? She is not. She is not. Let me ask you something. Do you, do you understand what you just said? So, all this time... Always wanted to fit in, and now you're like, I don't want to fit in. How about that? How about that? Now you're like, you How know about what? that? I don't want to be like that. It takes me to be. How crazy? You is know that? what I mean? You know, I mean, we're going in deep thought now. But no, I'm but it's like, true. That's, that's a good point. That that is something that you pointed out that probably didn't even cross my mind. That right throughout all of these years, I want to fit in. I want to fit in. in. And then at this point in my life, or six years ago, whenever I stopped eating meat, it's like, I don't care what people think. I just got to do this what's best for me. How does it feel? Because that's what, I mean, I'm only on my second year where I'm like, I don't care if I don't fit in. Right, right. I don't want to be that, I don't follow anymore. Right. I think that is the blueprint for success. Because if you follow, then you're always going to be doing what someone else is doing. And, and what they do may work for them, but may not work right. for you. Which it will require you to fail. Exactly. But sometimes you need to fail to, in order for you. But some people fail their entire life and they still do. Because they have not figured out that they need to do what needs to be done for them. Yeah. They're doing what someone else did. Yeah, you can learn from other people's mistakes, but the outcome isn't going to be the same. Yeah. What is for them is for them, right? Yeah. So that's just how it works. And like you it's said, that's, that's a great point. And that's good for you because it's like... You know, it's just like just that little snippet that you just said. It For just sure. makes sense now who you are becoming. No which question. Is who you are. Right. Your own pride now. You right. Know, you, you, you have, you know, developed yourself now into this position. And I think that you feel more satisfied. Not even satisfied. Um, you feel more, yeah, sad. Like yeah, sad. the word may be content. You know content, what I mean? Like I'm, yes. I'm, I'm okay yes. with being a little bit different than everyone else as and opposed to years ago. Your expectations are not high. Right. right? So you're right. always like having your expectations low even though you're being successful. Well, I don't want to say expectations low. You know what I mean? Like I always want to achieve and keep continue climbing the ladder. But I am, like I said, content. I'm okay with who I am and where I am in life at this particular moment. Doesn't mean that... I'm 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 not going to keep striving for more. So what's 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 your next goal? Next goal? Um I don't know. I haven't decided on that just yet. Well, I, I am. I am. I am um striving to become the next great fit group fitness trainer. That's that's what I want to be. That's that's the goal. That's who I'm. You gotta be, you gotta be like this other trainer that I know. His name is Alejandro. Uh, I don't know about that guy. I don't know about that guy. <laughs> I've seen him a couple times. I don't know. I don't know. But um, um, yeah, yeah. You know, just like I said. What's just, your Instagram handle? My Instagram handle is Elvin J underscore P O M E. P O M E is 
uh, acronym for product of my environment. That's, oh, there we wow. go. That's how it works. That. I am who I am. And right you now know? you are teaching solely at TS Fitness. Right? Solely at TS Fitness, correct. And I love it here. It's great here. Um, we do the hit classes. We do the strength classes. I get to hang out with my boy Alejandro every now and then. You know what I mean? And we, you know, we talk about life, bro. We that's talk, it. We talk, about, we talk about life. When do we ever talk about fitness? I know. We Never. Talk you about know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Which is crazy. Um, also, too. Now I'm gonna put you in the spot here, and this is everybody. This is a constant thing that I've been doing. If you need to describe yourself with one word, what would it be that defines you? Or, or thoughtful. Thoughtful. Yes. Why? Because for a long time in my life, I, I didn't. I did not consider things. I didn't think about what was gonna happen or what happened prior. So you were just an action person? I was just an action person. Did not consider consequences or anything like that. And didn't see the foreseen future. Exactly, not at all. Just do it not at all. as it is, that's it. Not it's at in all. your mind and boom. Right. Whether it was wrong or right, you just did it. I just did it, right. Do you still are like that? No, I, I, I plan things out a lot more than I would have at any time in my life. So again, that's where the thoughtfulness comes in because I have to understand what I'm doing to understand the outcome. Yeah. So that that that's the word I would use to describe me thought. Man, I cannot wait to have you on the next episode. We're gonna <laughs> talk about a little bit nah, more. Nah, this is dope. This is dope. This is a little bit more preaching in terms of like everything. But man, so many things I've learned from you. This is dope. And, I appreciate and, it, and, Al. And, and, and it was an amazing. Uh, the only reason we cut in is short, just because obviously we both have to teach. We both have classes coming up in coming up in like ten minutes. Ten minutes, exactly. So um, definitely, I'm gonna have you in the second uh, second season. For sure, uh, we're gonna talk a lot more. I think the first season is just a setup that I'm gonna be doing. Nice. I'm gonna be doing a, a nice announcement for second season coming up. Uh, things will change. Obviously, I'm expanding, but it happens. You, you just gotta try it out. Right? Yeah, yeah, and that's it right. It was an honor. I mean, having you here. Well, it's I was an like honor so you many, having me, man. So many things uh, we were going to talk and touch on, upon, but I was like, let's let's not do it yet. Um, one step at a time, right? One step one at a time. Step like I said, I appreciate you having me, man. I wish you the best with everything, the podcast, yeah, the Lion, Unleash Fit, everything. You like, know what I mean? Listen, Keep doing what you're doing, bro. Don't change very, for nobody. You know what I mean? Thank you very much on that. I think, uh, I mean, here is just more of like all the things that I've learned from you. Uh, with everything that I've gone through within this year, um, you were to a certain degree like a father figure to me in terms of like things that only I only because learned. I'm old, not because of yeah. anything else. <laughs> See, I, I, I didn't want to say that. Yeah, I'll say it for you. Don't worry about it. I mean, I come in here. I was like, who would I ask a question that I need in my life? And I would say Elvin because yeah, yeah. it's like ask. You know, it's, you know, you know when you go to church. And you ask the priest, but you don't go for the youngest one. You go for the oldest one. I thought you one, said we one. had to end the podcast, man. <laughs> you go for the oldest one. The one that has been through so much life. So much, so much. But no you question. know, like, that's why I call you Mr. Miyagi. You don't <laughs> even yell in your classes, bro. You do not yell in your classes. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. I get, I, I get excited in my classes. Yeah. In the hit classes. In the GPT, we keep it. Yeah, know. for like two minutes. That's yeah. it. Um, thank you very much, thank guys. You, bro. I appreciate it. Thank you very much for, 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 for this episode. And again, uh, if you guys want questions for Coach Elvin, you can always message me or send me an email at unleashfit at gmail.com. Um, also, too, uh, any other questions, you can always also find me at unleashfit.com uh, on my Instagram at unleashfit. And um, 
yeah there's no instagram page yet for it i think that's just too much that i'm dealing with so right now we're just going to keep it with my same instagram page fitness page that i'm going to have uh also too patreon will be coming up for season two just because uh there's going to be so much extra in terms of like just behind the scenes and a lot more deep stories with like all the people that i've been having in this uh podcast so i'm just excited about it for the news and everything and uh yeah looking forward to it and elvin anything else you want to say nah that's it just appreciate you having me bro keep doing what you're doing man you know how we do let's go all right guys thank you very much and i'll see you guys next week